I get to interview Amira Irfan, and we're going to be talking about the lady who has helped over 50,000 entrepreneurs on the legal side. She had a passion for legal due to the fact that her father got sued as a business owner, and as a kid, that was just not something that was okay. Obviously, that's fueled some passion. We'll get into that a little bit, but we're really going to talk a lot today about if you're a real estate investor, an agent, an entrepreneur, you have a business that could be liable for some things. Uh, this could be a good episode to tune into to make sure that you're growing not only at something that's going to grow your net worth, but you protect that net worth from lawsuits. So, Amira, thank you so much for coming on the show. Take us into it. Tell us about that lawsuit. Like, how old were you? What was going on in that environment? And, and yeah. how did it shape you? Yeah, no, absolutely. Well, thank you so much, first of all, for having me. It's such a pleasure. Uh, so a little bit about me. Um, I was actually studying to go to become a doctor. So I was going to take my MCATs. I was in college. And... Um, it just so happened that I come back home from college and I see my dad like completely distraught. Like he's got, he's got some legal papers in his hand. He's confused as hell. And he just had that look that I would never forget, you know, and it's like our whole world just turned upside down. He got served with a $90,000 lawsuit. He was a fairly new business owner at the time. So this was completely unexpected. What happened was that he had trusted his best friend to help grow his business as a freelancer. And you know how they say, like, sometimes the people that are closest to us hurt us the most. So um, it was a handshake deal. It was totally based on friendship and trust. So he never, ever bothered to put anything in writing. There was no contract. And this person really just betrayed my dad and ended up suing him personally, as well as the business. So we had to navigate an entire year of you know you know how legal lawsuits can be so expensive and they can be so long lasting so we went through the whole process as a family and I, it was the most devastating experience of my life the only good thing um, that came out of it is the fact that i found my true calling because well i was helping dad just you know navigate and work with his lawyers because i was the one handling all the paperwork on his behalf I just came to realize that there's so many other business owners and entrepreneurs out there like my dad who make similar mistakes. And I just wanted to, it's just something inside of me changed. And I felt like this just came so naturally to me, the legal stuff. And so I completely changed directions and ended up going to law school that year instead of med school. And, um, and then, you know, specialized in business law. And then here I am, you know, like, more than a decade. I mean, this is many, many years ago, but after working as a decade um, as a lawyer in the traditional sense, working for a law firm, I thought that, you know what, I want to take it to the next level. And that's how I started my own online business. So that's me in a nutshell. So you get into the law, you're doing this, you want to take it to the next level. So you're doing law and you're creating content. Um, what does your day look like? I mean, I know most attorneys work a lot of hours anyways. Like what, what does the day to day look like? <laughs> So when, you know, when I started the business, I started the business while working full time as a lawyer and, and I would go, I would go to the law firm and nights and weekends, I would work on the business because at the time when I took, um, when I started my, and I started my business as a blogging business. So completely, like you said, content creation was the big part of it. And at the time, I didn't know how much I was going to scale it or whether it was even going to turn into a business or not or be profitable. So I didn't want to just right away let go of my uh, career as a lawyer. So I was working, you know, I was making good money as a lawyer. And I just decided that, OK, let's do this on the side. So it was became my side project. But it was very tough. I'm going to be honest. It was like 16 hour days. 
uh, for like almost two years that I did that. So I would go to work in the mornings and come back in the evenings and then spend another two, three hours on the business. And then every weekend I had no life. Um, my friends started to hate me, <laughs> but I knew that there was a long-term value and potential. And I knew that this was going to be the avenue that was going to give me the freedom, right? To be able to make more impact, uh, help more business owners, instead of just working one-on-one, -on -one, which I was in the traditional sense as a lawyer. So that's what I did. I just took all of that. And then once the business scaled to six, seven figures, I knew that it was time to now quit my job because I didn't want to just take my chances and let go of my um, six-figure salary as a lawyer uh, with, without having a, a solid you know, business to fall back on. So once I did that, then um, I basically started, now I work for myself. So I do, we do offer like legal help. There's legal templates, one-on-one uh, -on -one coaching and all kinds of stuff that I do. So now my day looks a lot better than when I first started. <laughs> yes. So getting the templates just like systems, right? Allows you yeah. to not have to answer the same question over and over again. Yes. So you're, it sounds like early on you were working 80 to 100 hours a week from the way you're describing it. Yes. And maybe now it's more like 50, 60. Is that fair to say? Yeah, now there's a lot more flexibility. I would say about 40. Um, I try not to work too much. Um, I don't work weekends anymore. At least I made that rule because here's what happened. Um, after doing this crazy, and I don't recommend this to anyone, I had an emergency uh, surgery where I ended up being in the hospital and um, just came out of nowhere. And I think it's part of it because of the stress and because I overworked and I burned myself out and it just, the consequences were very serious. So that was honestly a wake up call for me because I realized that this happened a couple of years ago. So I just realized that, you know what, no amount of money, no amount of success is worth more than your health. So if you don't have your health in check and you're not like, you know, healthy and from the inside, then what's the point of all this hard work and all this, you know, that we're doing or all the, or the business that we're creating because we can't even enjoy it. So that really just slowed me down. And then plus I mo we moved also into an area and we, you and I talked about that briefly in Florida, which is a little more laid back than where I was used to. I was used to the hustle bustle, the South Florida, the really you know, a fast paced life, but now I'm in the area, which is a little more relaxed, chill. We, the beach is like a mile away. So I try to like, honestly enjoy life a lot more and, and be happy. And just, if I, there are days that I would take off, like, um, like I just came from a vacation of like 10 days and I didn't even touch a computer. So I couldn't do that a few years ago, obviously when I was building the business, but now with having people and systems and automations, of course I have a lot more freedom and flexibility. And so when you're talking about people, you're talking about paralegals, other attorneys, like what sort of systems, what sort of people did you have to put in place? Yeah. So actually the business is very much like online based. So the people that I had to put in was like virtual assistants, blog post writers, uh, video editors, you know, people that are helping me on a day to day stuff like, you know, social media managers, because right, you know, the the business that I have is not a traditional law firm. It's more of an online business uh, and also some coaching involved. And, and we do offer legal help and legal services as well. 
But uh, for the legal aspect, it's just me right now. Um, I do collaborate with other attorneys from time to time if needed. And, uh, you know, just to have more ideas or if there are changes in the laws that we need to be kind of educated upon and be on uh, up to date, then of course I have my network. But as far as the business, I'm the face of it. And then I do have all these other contractors and virtual assistants um, helping me on day to day other activities and aspects of the business. And then we do have some plans of um, adding some more um, attorneys to take away some of the work that I do. Yeah, absolutely. And that gives you more freedom, more time to work on the business. So in a business like this, and I've actually had some discussions with some attorneys because I'm like, I think more attorneys should go this route, right? I mean, like there's obviously clearly a need for like one-to-one combat, like if it's a litigation or a lot of these types of things, but a lot of things could probably be served in a more community, like form-based sense, right? Template sense. So that being said, like the sky probably is truly the limit on a business like this, right? Yeah, there is. Because honestly, I started with like just I remember I started with like three templates and now we have like 25 templates and it just like every day I get a new request for something, a, a new, like yesterday there was a new request for a particular kind of license agreement, you know, for software licensing and things like that. So obviously I, I do custom contracts, right? Where you and I would work together one-on-one and I'll write the one that's tailored to your specific needs and business, but that could easily be also a template, you know, that I could turn it into a template. So there's definitely um, a lot of room uh, for growth in this area, but I just don't want to limit only to templates, um, even though that's great. It's passive income, but there's always need for actual one on one help as well. So I feel like my business is a little bit of both. Yeah. So I do have those um, calls where people have legal questions and they just feel more comfortable. As a matter of fact, this morning. I had a consult where she has a blogging business, but then she had some copyright infringement issue that she wanted to discuss because she was afraid that she was violating some rules. And so I basically audited her business and kind of helped her with everything. And also then also she needed a template. She, I could have written it for her, but again, it was cheaper for her to get that template instead of me writing it for her. So we also needed to have a terms and conditions template for her in place. So things like that. So it's a little bit of a hybrid, right? A little bit of me and then a little bit, wherever a template will work, no doubt I have the legal bundles and templates, but then there's going to be a situation where you might need to talk to somebody, right? So that's where the human touch comes in. Yeah. And are you guys exclusively in Florida? You multi-state? Yeah, well, I'm based out of Florida, but as far as the online business rules and stuff, um, you know, when it comes to like, for example, copyright law, trademark, that's not limited to statewide, right? That's federal. So that's something I can help with no matter where you are. So, so the vast majority of your business then could be nationwide. Yeah, vast majority. Yes, exactly. Yeah, that's so interesting. So talk to me about if you're willing, I mean, because this is going to get, you know, down into some of the nuts and bolts, like, obviously attorneys bill a, a very high prices per hour, right? Yeah. The template forms are going to be much discounted. Like, like as far as the monetization strategy for attorneys, like, do you think that this template model is significantly better if an attorney is seeking to grow the, the best business? I mean, not necessarily it, because there is a lot of competition. Um, so some attorneys just 
I don't know, like, I don't know the quality. I can't speak on the quality. It does take a lot of time to uh, get all of these systems and automations and the funnels, right? Because you got to put all of these things together if you want it to be passive. Um, it can be, but it also depends on, um, you know, which area. Like I'm in the business area, but maybe even in the other niches like family law, I don't know how much template is going to help, but maybe, maybe not. Um, maybe template can also be applied to uh, some of the other areas like, you know, I'm, I'm thinking like maybe bankruptcy. Um, they can teach you how to fill the forms, but I, it really depends. But again, there will be some times that um, each case by case scenario would need to be evaluated. So I'm not sure if it's going to be working. It's going to work for every single kind of situation. Um, but it's particularly where uh, my target audience is like, you know, there's online entrepreneurs, there's coaches, uh, there's bloggers, um, there's freelancers, virtual assistants. So these are all my people. So for them, um, I do have like these agreements and contracts that I've kind of tailored to those particular audiences. So then for that, it works, right? But then if there's somebody new, then yes, they, they would need to first work with a lawyer uh, before a template can even be created. Does that make sense? 100%. What, um, what are the common problems that you're solving for these entrepreneurs? Oh, I like that question. <laughs> so one of the big ones is like um, personal liability, like business structure, right? Like they are not aware of like whether we should form a LLC or whether we should continue being a sole proprietor. So, you know, obviously forming an LLC limits your legal liability. And that seems to be the most preferred and easiest business structure. And so, you know, that's one. The second one is, and I help them because we have our LLC package. We have a done with you one hour service. Um, they can work with me one-on-one -on -one and get it done in one hour. And, 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 and they can also learn if they want to, or they can have me do it hands off. They have both options. The other one is, um, you know, obviously what contracts you need or what legal documents you need. So if you have a website, uh, no matter what kind of website you have, you're going to need, for example, a privacy policy. It's legally required. It needs to comply with all these different laws out there. There are some state laws. There are some federal laws. And, um, you know, I have a privacy policy template that basically covers everything. So people can instantly download. They can post it. They can customize it to their business as instructed within 15 minutes and they're done and they're in compliance. So that's a really important piece because privacy regulations and privacy lawsuits just only increase uh, year by year. And then, you know, using business contracts, like when you're working with others, we give, I give you my example, like when I'm hiring people, you know, these virtual assistants or blog post writers or social media managers, obviously I need a contract, right? Um, so these are the different contracts, like uh, independent contractor agreement, or let's say you're working with brands, um, you know, for sponsorship deals, you're going to need a sponsorship contract. Or if you're an affiliate, right? I mean, I make a lot of money from affiliates um, myself. So, and I have my own products um, that people can sign up for and become affiliates. Like we give a generous commission. But again, I need a contract with my affiliates, right? To make sure that everything is done legally. There's, if there's an issue, again, the contract will help me and help them too. So all of those kinds of legal documents and contracts, once again, they can just get the template or um, if they need a website legal audit. Um, a lot of people have come to me worried that their website doesn't have the appropriate language or doesn't have the appropriate disclaimers or um, doesn't have the appropriate, um, you know, affiliate disclosures and things like that. So obviously I would edit the entire website 
um, give them the report and make sure that they're complying and also give them the language that they need to have on the site to um, ensure compliance. And then the last thing is um, uh, a lot of business questions come up, like blogging questions, how to make money, how to be compliant, um, and you know, copyright law questions, or someone will have like a specific issue with their business, they would wanna consult with me. So all of those things, um, I also offer those services where they can just easily book a call with me and uh, we can work together. Everyone who listens to our show knows Tim and I are passionate about obtaining financial freedom through real estate investing. We also know that everyone's situations and goals are different. And while there are programs out there that show you a path to financial freedom, many of these programs are just too cookie cutter and don't take your personality, situation, and desired outcome into account. Think about the number of times that you've watched a guru online and tried to do the exact same thing as they did, but had nowhere near the same results. You are not alone. When I got started, I was continually paying for courses and getting only partial results until I discovered the path that made sense for me. The results prove this out. Most online course creators have let us in on their dirty secrets that 90 to 95% of their students never complete their course and achieve their desired outcome. This is not something that we're okay with. The benefit of working with Tim and I is that we are interviewing between five and 20 people every single week. We have accumulated hundreds of seven-figure strategies and gotten inside scoop from these successful entrepreneurs. We're able to work with you to pick the strategy that will best fit and then help you create the custom plan to take you quickly into financial freedom. As a former math teacher, I always taught my students that the fastest way between two points is a straight line. If you want to get rid of the many curves in the road that can make the journey longer and more costly, then go to coaching.freedomchaserspodcast.com and book a call with us. And let's get you on a straight line path to freedom. Amazing. So it sounds like a lot of your clients in the online coaching space are kind of somewhere around the blogging space. Like, is, does there tend to be any particular industry that does the online coaching that you serve more than other industries? So there's bloggers, there's um, coaches, um, there is free, uh, freelancers, you know, anyone like anyone from a real estate transaction coordinator, like we have a template um, for someone that reached out and she is a real estate transaction coordinator. So we custom built a whole template for her, like a contract for her. There is a virtual design assistant, interior designers. There's basically the audience kind of varies. Um, anyone that really honestly has a business, um, I can help them. And so, um, you know, there's just different, it all, it, but like I said, primarily it's online entrepreneurs because all of these, uh, templates that I kind of talked about sponsorships, um, affiliate agreements, um, you know, freelancers, privacy policies, disclaimers, terms and conditions, they would work for anyone that had an, all, that had an online business. You know, if you have a course, you're going to need terms and conditions, right? And a lot of us have online courses and digital products and so forth. So, um, yeah, so all of that stuff will work for you too. Awesome. Obviously, you know, insurance is there if bad things happen, right? I mean, yeah. if, like if nothing ever bad happened, you wouldn't need an attorney. But yeah. They exist because bad things do happen. Can you give us some examples, um, some things that have, have not gone well for people? Um, yeah, absolutely. So a recent one um, happened with a one of the online business owners, and she's a very, very successful one. I'm not going to say any names um, in the, you know, she makes like seven figures and stuff. And she basically got threatened with a you know, more than a hundred thousand dollar lawsuit for not having their website compliant with the Americans with Disabilities Act. Are you familiar with ADA website compliance? 
Me personally, I mean, I know that it exists. I mean, I don't, I'm not an attorney, so I don't know the, all the laws. Yeah, but. yeah. So it's because it's it's kind of like in the last couple of years, it has become a little bit more of a hot issue than it was before because traditionally, um, you know, ADA, which is Americans with Disabilities Act, really applied to physical locations, right? Like physical businesses. As you may know, like, you know, the, the bathrooms have to be compliant, the counter height has to be certain white so that people with disabilities have access. So now that law has been starting to uh, basically find its application in the online space and that what what's happening is a lot of website owners are being basically sent seasoned and funny thing is out of california this is happening a lot more is we're you know we're getting like seasoned desist letters from people saying that hey your site is not compliant with this law so um this this is what happened to someone like i just mentioned you know she's a successful business owner and she basically got threatened with a lawsuit and they ended up having to settle for like 50,000 or something. And then afterwards she ensured um, compliance. And then I also helped her with her uh, you know, language that she needed to post and things like that. So that's another big issue. The second one, uh, another one recently happened uh, with somebody that she was working with a brand. Before, before, uh, we, before we go on to the yeah. second one, I mean, my, my brain just doesn't naturally grasp you yeah. know, the, the disability. I mean, obviously like the physical elements in a, in a brick and mortar makes sense, right? Yeah. Like what sort of disabilities are they accounting for in the online space? So in the online space, it's with people who can't see people who can't uh, read or people, can, you know, people can't hear. So any of these disabilities, they want to be able to navigate your websites or your content. There's, there's a whole checklist. So, which is why I put together like a legal bundle that walks you through a whole checklist as that you have to follow and audit your own website. Um, and make sure that you're following all of those steps, such as, you know, if it's an image, I'll give you an example. If it's an image, you obviously have to enter the alt text. If it's a video that you're posting on your site, don't just automatically turn the video on, you know, because someone that's navigating your site, that's one of those guidelines that they don't want the video to automatically start running. Also, if there's a video, um, it's, you know, you should add captions because if someone can't uh, hear, they should be able to read the captions and make sense of what the video content is. And then also if it's a video in a course, you know, it's a good idea to obviously provide a transcript. So these are some of the things but again, these are just the top level things, but there are other things on the back end of your website, um, which gets a little technical. So if you have a web designer, then we give you that checklist and you give it to your web designer our web developer, and they basically work through and make sure that those things on the back end are uh, in compliance. And then the other part of this is that you also could use a plugin, but plugin alone is not sufficient. So the plugin, there's an accessibility plugin that you could add to your website, which allows people who are visiting your site with disabilities, they can change the font color, they can change the font size, they can change all kinds of different things on your site, highlight certain texts and things like that, which the plugin allows them to do. So once again, they can consume the content um, to the best of their abilities. And then um, you also should post, um, you know, accessibility statement demonstrating your efforts towards compliance because the law is, like I said, the law is being applied differently a little bit, like it's still in the early phases. So we don't have like a direct, you know, rule as to this, this, this must be done, but these are all guidelines that you should follow and then have that accessibility statement also on your site, which just basically bolsters your argument or serves as your affirmative defense that, hey, look, I've done this, this, this. 
um, to, and then you also give them the opportunity to contact you. So you need to provide an email or a physical address or something. So that way, if someone with disabilities is having any trouble navigating your website, you're giving them the opportunity to cure. They're giving you the opportunity to cure and they're, you're giving them the opportunity to contact you. So these are some of the things that you need to uh, put implement and make sure that, you know, um, this is one of the ways that you basically avoid that mistake that I just talked about. So are these lawsuits coming from just normal you know, um, consumers, uh, so to speak, yeah. or, or are these lawsuits coming from regulatory or? No, like no, normal consumers. Yeah. And then there are like some law firms and attorneys that are literally just, um, that's their job, you know, to sc- audit these websites, screen them and send them notices, like basically pre-suit letters, right? Like season desist letters. So it's coming from um, actual yeah, consumers and as well as their firms that are solely, you know, dedicated to these, um, these issues. Okay. And so essentially you said cease and desist, so are they trying to give them like an attempt to get it right? And then yes. if they don't? Yeah. Then they file the lawsuit. Yep. Interesting. That's yeah. So it's, All right. it's crazy. I know, but it's a lot of money, you know, that they demand. Yeah. So. I, I can imagine. Um, yeah. it seems like the law can get weaponized against people pretty easily. Yes. Um, so let's talk about let's talk about at least one more case. Yeah, absolutely. So the other one is also a recent one. Um, so I have someone in the online space. She is a course creator and she has her own online business. She's she's also does some coaching. And this was a very innocent mistake and something that she didn't realize. Like she just copied like some of the images from Google because under copyright law, you can't take any images without like having proper legal rights. Cause under copyright law, like let's say it's my photo, then I'm the legal owner of that photo. And if you want to use it, you need to get legal permission from me. So she didn't realize that and she wasn't aware of this. So she just basically took some images, put them in her course and also on her website. And next thing you know, she also got hit with a few thousand dollars. Um, again, a season to this letter and a demand for payment. Uh, otherwise, if that ended up having to go to court, then she would be liable for a lot more damages, a lot more statutory damages as well. So she shouldn't have done that. She should have used copyright free images in her online business instead of like just grabbing any image from Google. And this is a very common mistake. It's not just her. I see so many business owners not being aware of the rules. They'll just take an image, post it on their Instagram harmlessly, or they'll just take an image from anywhere and just post it on their website or in their course or whatever. And you just never know that uh, whose image it is. And then you could be also hit with a a copyright infringement lawsuit. Yeah. So where do you see your business going? Like, obviously you're, you're growing it, but like, what, what steps are you planning on taking to, to grow the business, to, to maneuver in the next, you know, couple of years? Yeah, no, great question. So honestly, I have had, um, my business been dictated by my audience ever since we started, like I started, uh, it like a blogging business and then we added all these products and services. So it's like a full blown, um, online uh, business now, but uh, it's always been basically the demands of my customers or clients. So if someone came to me and said, Hey, I, I like a custom contract, then I started offering that service. Or if somebody said, Hey, I want like a custom review. I, there's this contract about to sign, I like to review. Then there's that service, um, LLC service and all these templates. So I honestly believe in listening to your audience 
students because I feel like they are the they're in the best position to tell you what problems they have. And then I am of the then I am the believer that um, you have to provide the solutions. Right. So that's what's been my goal. Like I I I. I'm in business to really solve problems, legal problems, business problems. So if tomorrow, um, let's say I have another opportunity to help, you know, not just with the legal side, but also maybe from the business perspective, because I haven't focused on my business success, like how I started and how I built my business. So I do get a lot of questions and coaching calls asking about like, which email marketing to do or what's funnels or or you know what tools should i use and things like that so i'm thinking maybe that's a sign that i also need to diversify and start catering to people who are just starting their business so to help them like scale their business and i can still incorporate the legal aspects in there like helping them scale legally but that's kind of like um what my goal would be to in addition to the templates the legal bundles the services and the coaching maybe also have some more products or services catered to building a business actually online, scaling it to six figures and seven figures and so forth. Amazing. Amira, thank you so much for coming on and sharing the case studies and your life case study and all these things. It's so incredible what you've built in such a short period of time. Um, so for those of you out there listening, write down something you learned from today, share it with somebody you know. Maybe your website's not in compliance, right? Maybe there's some things contracts-wise you need to get buttoned up. Um, to continue to do business at, a, at a, a rate that you're doing without maybe having as much liability. Uh, but whatever it is, write down something you learn, share it with somebody you know so they can hold you accountable because freedom is acquired one action at a time. If you take steps day by day before you know it, you too will be living a life of freedom. Thank you guys for tuning in. We'll catch you on the next episode. You are. Please like, comment, share, and subscribe. Engagement is like gold to us. We can't do what we're doing without it. Reviews and subscriptions, particularly on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube, are worth more than money. So please do what you can to support the show. 